What's going on, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's the P-R-I-M-E. Coming back at you guys with another episode of the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. I am here with L-E-E-B-O-Y, and we got a guest. She is multi-talented. Uh, she is just dope, because I always say that. Uh, we got Amy Correa Bell <laughs> in the building with us today. What's up? What's up, Amy? Thanks for sitting down with us. Much appreciated. What's up, guys? Um, it's an honor to be on with you guys. I'm excited. And, and you're like already like an old friend of the show. You're not a, just a friend of the show. Like when I first came on, you was already indoctrinated, got the songs going on the breaks. Like, yeah, you you a little bit more old school than me when it comes to Are the P&P. <laughs> see? see? <laughs> well, I, I came in hearing about you, so it's great to actually uh, meet up with you, at least yeah. uh through the internet waves it's nice <laughs> oh man i love that we're able to connect this way especially during these crazy times you know it's really sweet to still have some connection with the community and like i reach out to you guys and i so appreciate um the support um you guys have given me from the beginning you know we all know that we grew up in the same era so we're like 80s 90s babies i just love the nostalgia so i know we always connect on that tip so i've always been into this podcast and what you guys are all about that's right now, amy amy got some heat with me though just just a little oh. bit oh no. <laughs> here we go <laughs> prime always looking for the drama man what's up what's what going got? on prime <laughs> license to drive just just really license what? to I'm drive not I, I oh my god! Him, I had a crush on him growing up. You cannot punish me for that. <laughs> this is a ongoing thing. I think people just say Corey Haim just just because to because they know. Oh, this is the Corey Haim girls. This, is yes. this what we've been talking about. <laughs> the thing is, oh my I god. had such a crush on Corey Haim growing up. I loved all his movies, and um, he just was so cool. And remember. Um, no, actually, it was Corey Feldman that was in The Lost Boys. But he was also in The Lost Boys as well. But there was just a lot of dope movies back in the day that he was in. I thought he was a really great actor. And it was unfortunate to lose him, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. When you said License to Drive was the best one of the best movies, I was like, okay, Amy. We'll go with that, but sure. <laughs> she came for her, man, huh? <laughs> right? Well... I, I love the 80s movies because they always had such great soundtracks. So the songs yeah. would um, just really take me to a place like, you know, that movie Risky Business. Um, mm -hmm. Or there's like a song on the train called Girl on a Train. It's such a dope song. I just They just take me to like a different place, like transport me back to another era where I used to be like super inspired just it, like who used to get inspired with music watching a movie? I mean, that's just next level. That's kind of what um I don't want to butcher the name, but Splendu Ballet. You know, that's oh. untrue. Oh man, that's one of my favorite songs. That that does that. That just brings me into like a teen movie, '80s teen movie. Is yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so classic, <laughs> so classic. You're so funny. Let me crap oh, about. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, I love to give crap about Corey uh, Haim and License to Drive because I, I don't know, I just do. Anyways, <laughs> Amy is here to talk about some of her stuff she got going on. Uh, but first, we'll talk about the Let Go that is going to be, you know, September 25th. 
just tell everybody a little bit of what they can expect or what they should expect from the let go well i would say the let go is a song i wrote after kind of going through some tough times and it's finally when i got to a really joyful place in my career as a singer song solo artist and so it's very upbeat it's very positive the song is actually about letting go and writing a song it's about the process I go through writing music. Um, I would say it appeals to babies all the way up to grandmas and grandpas because it's just very family friendly um, and positive. It just makes you feel good. It's a feel good track. And what I really love about it is because it is a pop bop is what I say. It's got that bop, but it is a pop track. I was able to do a really um, cinematic movie film to it like mo like video that's kind of like a movie to it um that kind of shows my acting chops a little bit and just dives deeper into my younger self calling the older amy to just go let go like i did when i was a younger kid you know and i used to record music on my old cassette tapes and songs just how inspired i always was so i'm kind of going back to my youth in that in the song, in the video, so new stuff coming. And just yeah. to piggyback on that, how has like uh, the quarantine and these unprecedented times been for your uh, creative process as far as writing? I know for me, it was really inspiring at first. I kind of hit a dead wall or <laughs> a brick wall and uh, right. I'm trying to get back on board, but uh, how's it been for you? Yeah, and you know, to be honest, it's really off and on, like I've, it's been really difficult at times just because it's hard to get together with people and I have to get tested a lot, um, which costs money. Um, and then I'll have days where I am really creative and I am really inspired. Um, obviously like it's hard to stay inspired when you're on the news or on social media a lot because there's tons of heartbreaking news all the time. So right. It's almost like I got to fight to be happy and fight for my creativity in the season. Not even going to lie. I've had to really be aggressive about staying creative, staying on top of releasing music because I'm really doing it for my fans and I'm really doing it to connect with all of you. And, and, you know, I can't quit. So it's just put a different kind of pressure on me. But on another note, I have been able to connect with fans on a deeper level because I've been doing a lot more stuff on YouTube live or just a lot more live personal things like live shows, things I've done just straight from my iPhone just to connect with everyone on a closer level. That's been really positive and exciting. And I, I don't know had there not been this shutdown that I would have time to even do all that. So I'm stoked on that. Awesome. The live show is actually pretty dope on YouTube. Uh, on your YouTube yeah. channel, Amy Craig Bell, like they are very uh, dope. Cra like I don't want to say crazy energy, but like she don't stop moving for like an hour or two hours. <laughs> just Dude, I'm so hyper time. all the time. I'm so hyper. And the crazy thing is that, you know, we just filmed that off my iPhone. Again, it was just, and then I, it looked so cool. We built such a cool set. I said, man, next time we actually need to, get some crazy cameras in here and film it. So good news, guys. I am going to be producing and doing a really dope live show that everyone can sign up for. All they'll need to do is give their email and they're going to get a, a live show and some merchandise from 
Amy Correa Bell. So my plan is to continue to perform and give you guys more content. You know, the, those live shows that you saw um, were really like hanging out, you know, trying things yeah. out yeah. to prepare for what's coming. But yeah, I'm pretty okay. hyper on stage. <laughs> yes, yes, very much. So aside from the let go, there's just a couple other songs that I've heard or have seen that I really like. Uh, I talked about In the Dojo, but you can't really talk about that enough. I just, that's, that's a pop bop, I think. Dude, I love that. That's yeah. one of my favorite yeah. songs. That is probably, out of all my songs, in my top three, just because it's the most me. Like, it's very, like... I, I, I helped produce this song with my friends, um, James and Jean. They actually produced it, but I helped kind of, like flip it to make it really fit my style for Amy 818, you know? I was like, I want to really sound like how I would sound if I'm hanging out with my friends and just something that's very catered to um, my style, you know? The fact that you like that, though, makes me really, really happy. I don't know if you remember, but, like, as soon as you put the video up, I heard, and I sent you, like, a, like, two-minute voice message of just... Oh, uh, yeah, you did! <laughs> So yeah I, yeah, I had to show uh, appreciation to it because it's just like a bop and the beat itself just, of course, you got different songs that sound different, but this beat, the pop of this beat is like, yeah, you should have gave that person who made the beat a raise. I was just like, oh, it's just something about a pop to me. Like, of course, all songs are good, but like, it's a pop, the pop and the beat just stand out that so blend, much. The right? The pop and the, the blend of the bop is like what you need, you know? And that's kind of what I'm trying to keep going with is, you know, giving people music that feels good, that they could dance to. And I'm trying to create songs that I have fun performing. And I would say like In the Dojo, Supreme, the song The Let Go I'm releasing Friday are really upbeat, positive songs that are just feel good. They just feel good to your soul and they sound good loud. Also, I, I was just gonna say I know Prime's like one of your biggest supporters, one of your biggest fans, and he's put me on the ton. And Dojo's that's the one you sent me today, right, Prime? Yes. Yeah, that yeah that was fire. <laughs> and obviously, uh, yeah, we've heard some of your stuff on the breaks here. Um, what were you gonna get into, Prime? Because I know where I was gonna take it, but I don't want to veer off too early. Uh, veer off. Go ahead. Yeah, veer well, off. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to ask about, because obviously, you know, music is a big part of your life and you have some um, acting credits too, but because I see that you've had some placements on Lincoln Heights, 90210, Gossip Girl, and that's like a great accomplishment. Um, it's something that I would have aspired to. And, and actually, you having a friend on Lincoln Heights too, that's what made that one really stand out. But can you talk about like what it's been like having some of your music being featured on these shows and um, maybe inspire others to, to take another avenue as far as getting their music out there. Well, yeah, when I was first starting to um, write on my own, because I was in ba a lot of bands growing up, and um, but I was always songwriting on the side with my brothers, Correa Bros and Sound Mind Industries. So we, we were working for this um, company and we were just you know, they would give us songs and be like, hey, we just need a song that sounds like this. And we wrote a ton of songs. We didn't know what was going to happen. And then come to find out, you know, 
they're like, hey, your song just got picked up to be on The Office, the Christmas episode. They're like, what? <laughs> hey, your song just got picked up to be on the, you know, Khloe Kardashian or the Kardashians take Miami. Or, and I just was like, are you serious? So it kind of just took off this batch of songs we did. And um, it was really, really, really a blessing. Lincoln Heights, I actually was called in to do that ahead of time. Um, there was like an episode where this girl had to sing. So I was actually the voice of someone else singing on there, like an actress. <laughs> so it was like, a, it was super interesting. But honestly, I didn't expect to get placements on all these TV shows. All I was trying to do is work on my songwriting and just keep up the gift of, you know, music. And it ended up being a blessing for me. So I guess what I would say to everyone is that if you have a gift, the whole point is to just never stop working on it because every song you stack up is going to be something is going to happen. Even if it's the song that's on the way to the better song, it's all necessary. Like you can't just only work on, Oh, I'm only going to work on one song all year. Like you got to always be working on your craft because you just never know. And being in this business with where things is like, you never know when you're going to get work. It's kind of been a blessing for me to just, have a lot of different things going and the songwriting has been really like a, a blessing. There's still other shows that are not even up on IMDb that have been placed as well. I got to go in there and add them, but I'm always getting um, emails of songs that I've done like eight to 10 years ago, still getting placed. It's kind of crazy. That's a good thing. But you know, um, when we talked about doing this, you talked about like a couple of shows that you were on or probably made a cameo or something in. Uh, do you want to talk about that experience? Well, since this is the Prime Nostalgia po podcast, I figured right. I'd give you guys some <laughs> nostalgia, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, Please. so do you guys ever rem um, ever watch the Jet, the famous Jet Jackson on the Disney Channel? Yep. Rest in peace. Lee Thompson. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> Lee Thompson Young was one of my best friends. Like, um, I was the original girl on that show, so I'm on the pilot. The very first episode, I'm, I am the main girl on there. Um, and what happened was they moved the show to Canada, and they needed local, someone that lived there to continue the role. So I didn't continue, but I was the original girl in there. So that's kind of a little funny nostalgia. Because <laughs> if somebody okay. loved that okay. show, they'll be like, oh, my God, I remember. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, that's amazing. Because, I mean, I'm sure tons of people, first of all, <laughs> remember the show. We've talked about it before on, on a previous episode as well. And as far as, like, the Beyonce connection, because she was on there for an episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's amazing just to hear that story. And I, I mean, I have a similar story of uh, of a set moving to Canada, and I couldn't move along as well. So I do know how that goes. But um, but still a, a cool story uh, e either way. Oh like, yeah, and you, I was gonna say, do you have a favorite uh, a favorite memory with Lee Thompson? Because you know, just growing up as a, a young man, wanting to be a star of a show. We looked up to Lee Thompson. I mean, he was a, a great-looking guy, a very charismatic, was, yeah. and was gonna was gonna definitely be a star in this game. So, if is there anything that you can remember that was a cool moment that that, that you would want to share? Yeah, I mean, first of all, like, so I'm still friends with his best friend um, Justin Tolliver, so I keep in touch with his foundation, the Lee Thompson Young Foundation, and we are working 
on things to bring more awareness to his foundation. And because of the work he did and how amazing of a person he was um, to his family and friends. But I will tell you that Lee is the very first person to show me New York and get me to ride on a subway. And he, you know, he took me to get a piece of pizza because it was my first time visiting. And um, that's where he was from. And he, he literally took the day to show me New York. And I'll never forget that because now every time I go to New York, I think of Lee because he was really a New York guy, him and his mom. And um, he really wasn't a Hollywood kind of a guy. He was very genuine and loved everyone. And he just really believed in the craft of acting. And he was a very deep person. <laughs> so I just felt like when I met him, I met such an old soul, you know, and I'll, I've never met anyone like him. So I do look forward to seeing him again in heaven and, you know, May his soul rest in peace. It's been uh, definitely a heartbreak for all of us to lose him. Right, right. And if you ever need any help with the foundation, definitely reach out to us. We'd be happy to try to, you know, raise a couple of dollars or awareness, whatever it takes. But, yeah, I was a fan of his, so whatever support you ever need of that, that'd be cool. Well, um, <laughs> cool with me. you got it. You got it. I'm happy you told me that because I'm going to definitely be getting back to you guys on some upcoming things. So during the break... Uh, I'm going to play your song to let go for the people. Get them a little <gasps> taste of what they can expect. Yeah. I want to give them a taste of what to expect. Uh, do you want to give like an intro to this song before we go on break? Sure. All right. Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Amy Correa Bell, and you get to hear the let go first. What's up, guys? It's Christina Kirkman, and I'm here to announce that I have officially dropped my own clothing line. Yeah, I'm not sure how I got here either, but here we are, doing the thing. So, my brand is called Woman Child, and the name actually comes from my mom, who's been calling me that since I was a kid. A woman child is exactly what it sounds like, a dope, grown-ass woman who hasn't shied away from her childish, playful side. Now look, now more than ever... We can all afford to channel our youthful mindset, you know, the one that didn't give a damn about what anyone thought. Yeah, that one. 
long story long, my collection has dropped and my presale is happening right now. Yeah, like right now. So follow me on Instagram at woman.child and shop the presale at womanchild.shop. And I'll see you guys on the other side. And we are back. I uh, hope y'all enjoy the let go. Uh, I, this is something else I always talk about Amy with, or not all all the time, but like, I don't know why or where she get these things from, but she have one of the most dopest like sweatsuit uh, attires. I don't know if it's hers or Ricky's. I don't know, but like, it's just every time she's in a sweat a sweatsuit, it's like the one of the dopest sweatsuits I ever seen. That is too funny. Well, you know what's so funny is I always steal Ricky's sweatsuits because he'll wear them like one time and then he'll never wear them again. Really? Oh, come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> so sometimes they're his. And then I he just got me into the sweatsuits, and now I'm addicted. Now I have a, a bunch of them. And when I don't feel like getting all dressed up and I just want to be cozy, I'm, I just like to chill and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, those sweatsuits are always go no matter what color it's always a different color that just matches that you don't even expect to match <laughs> and now, this sounds sound like a guess uh you're jealous of prime you jealous of them sweatsuits or what i, I am like him, you know oh what God. he's inspiring me though because i got um uh, something i didn't let you guys know is um i have I partnered with the clothing line and they made a custom Amy 818 collection. Oh, okay. With Tell me. Us about that. Yeah, so this clothing line in Bali, they listened to the Amy 818 EP and followed my brand and they just really loved in the dojo. They really loved everything um, I had going and they thought I was a good fit. And they had a revelation that during the lockdown, instead of them making a ton of clothes and things going to waste because the you know stores aren't open they thought why don't we make custom clothes and sustainable clothing that's you know made in Bali made from bamboo so it's antibacterial it's good for the environment so they made custom outfits for the song in the dojo song 818 and gang gang and so there's like yeah there's outfits that go with each song and there's masks that come with it so I'm going to be launching this line in October as well as Amy 818 merch that I'm personally going to have going. So, you know, you bringing up the sweatsuits just made me think of it because I really, I know it's been really hot and triple digits in certain places, but I am going to be getting some sweatsuits going that I can personally like tailor, you know, and get out to everyone. Cause I'm really I really love clothing and style and dressing up. It's just something I definitely plan to get into later in my career. And it's, I'm glad that it's kind of starting to happen now because I think people love, you know, they love, it's right now. It's like, you have nothing to do, but wear the mask and <laughs> shop online. <laughs> I would definitely get one of those sweatsuits when they come out. And uh, uh, I'm going to custom make yeah. one for you and you're going to tell okay. me your favorite colors. Okay. And, yep. We we gonna talk about a little bit more nostalgia. Uh, you got a little bit more nostalgia for us in the second half of the podcast. All right, I do, I do, I do. Okay, so it's kind of weird, but I I've, I've been on a lot of first episodes of like random shows from okay. back in the day. Um, but I don't know if you guys ever remember a show called Boston Public or Gilmore Girls. 
Gilmore Girls, I've heard of, yes. Yeah, I, um, I was on an episode of Boston Public, too, so, yeah, I definitely remember that one. What? <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, we got something in common. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, so I was in the pilot episodes of both of those. Um, and then, randomly, this is going to take you guys way back. There's an episode on ER where this girl, she was only 13 years old, and she got pregnant. And she was having a baby. Unfortunately, it was kind of like a creepy story. Her mom was not there for her and a prostitute. And she was going to, like, give up her baby to this really nice couple. And then she ends up saying, you know what? I want to keep my baby. Well, I was the 13-year-old girl on there. (laughs) Okay. That is very much nostalgic. Isn't that funny? It's not. It's it's ER. I mean, I'm assuming they try to ease it in there like ease the pain with a real story with a drama yeah i I didn't really realize how creepy it is until i'm older now i'm like i was playing a 13 year old i mean and i was 13 when i did it so it's kind of is it was a little weird but i got to meet george clooney and it was really fun being on that set okay Okay, i got one more for you guys last one all right one more let's go (laughs) We're all here for it. I was um, on That's So Raven. There's an episode where, you know, a bunch of different uh, um, people on the show were trying to compete to be, like, the president um, of the school. Uh, I was one of those girls competing, and my name was Ambrosia. And I thought I was on that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Oh, man. Very nice. That is is cool. Would you say that you think you were like typecasted during your run on all these shows? Because it seemed like they were hitting you like right in those same years between 98, 2005. And you have all these guest appearances. Um, What was it like just auditioning in that time and booking those roles? And and do you ever did you ever feel typecasted at all? Um, You know what? I back then I didn't really know the difference. I was just so grateful to book a job and and continue to work because in my mind it's my dream to just be an entertainer and an actress so I was so happy but I did play a lot of like gang girl <laughs> um trolla you know like feisty Puerto Rican Latina you know girl from the wrong side of the tracks I did have a lot of those roles and then when you meet me I'm like the sweetest girl but I I actually don't mind it because when it comes to acting I believe I'm a character actress and I really like playing roles that are far from who I really am because it just makes me, it really shows, you know, my acting chops and really like a lot of people may have seen me in things and they don't even recognize me. And I think that's, I think that's cooler, you know, I like to transform and eventually, you know, I would love to do movies where people would be like, whoa, that was Amy. Like I didn't even, couldn't even tell. That's crazy. I like those transformations as well. Uh, people that you don't even know did this, or they trans- they just completely turn into the character that they're playing. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's fun because you get to kind of um, explore what it's like to be those people, and it kind of gives you a more of a passion to not judge other people. Yep, yep. And I, I know I talk a lot about my auditioning years and um, how it has affected me, but it sounds like you had a great experience or at least a positive outlook from the experiences you had. So that's always awesome that you can look back uh, positively on on, uh, on your accomplishments. So 
Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. I mean, acting stuff. is really difficult. It's auditioning and auditioning and waiting to hear back. It's, it's definitely not for the weak hearted. And, um, you know, I, it's funny cause Ricky used to laugh at me cause every October I'd kind of be like, ah, I think I'm going to quit acting. I'm not booking right now. Or, and he'll, and he'll be like, you know, you've been doing this since you were 11. Right. So like, why would you quit? And he'd give me the same little pep talk every year. And then every time I'd say that I'd book a job like the next week. And it's funny because that's how my acting career is like sustained. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do music or just, just focus on music. And then something I'll book something or, someone will you know offer me a role and i'm like you know what i'm just supposed to do both it's just all there is to it so i don't know if you guys know but i have a movie on netflix right now that everyone can tune into mm -hmm. called a girl like grace yep and it's kind of funny because i get to play opposite side my friend raven simone again <laughs> mm -hmm. but yep. unfortunately i'm not the nicest girl in this movie just to give you guys a warning <laughs> Uh, just switching gears over, uh, I know you were a big fan of MTV growing up, which is, you know, home of a lot of inspiration when the music videos and the music. Do you have like a couple of top favorites watching MTV, like of stuff that just made you want to just get up and just create? Well, um, honestly, when Michael Jackson released Moonwalker, and there was a movie, the movie came out. Uh, that was probably one of the most epic um, things I've ever seen still to this day, is that entire movie, watching that as a kid with all the characters. And uh, it just, it really inspired me and changed my life. And- Well, yeah, he uh, turned to a whole alien on the movie, man. <laughs> yeah, always talk about yeah, it. <laughs> he turned into an alien, a car. Uh, yeah. uh, what else Transformer. was it? That's what it Transformer. Was. <laughs> <laughs> Moonwalker just changed the game for me. I was like, oh man, you know, you, cause honestly, Michael and Madonna connecting, acting with music in their music videos, mm -hmm. it, it really changed my life because I'm, I'm watching Madonna and like desperately seeking Susan or who's that girl. And then I'm seeing the music videos coincide with that, you know, but those were honestly my favorite things to watch were the countdowns to see whatever the latest music videos were and then finding out who the new artist on the block was. Like, I remember when Alanis Morissette first came mm, out. Okay. You know, and I was like, oh okay. my God, she is badass. That's a name <laughs> that don't, I don't think more, a lot of people give respect to. Not that they disrespect it, but you know, it's not really like an out there name like a Madonna or anything like that or even like, right. a, you know, it's not out there uh, enough for some people. Right. It's, but she's super talented. And so back in the day, like Fiona Apple, really, I really liked her too. And I loved, no doubt, when Gwen Stefani, just their first I'm Just a Girl, all of those Tragic Kingdom songs. I mean, to be honest, MTV had a lot of variety of styles of music. Mm -hmm. And for music lovers, I loved how they catered not just to one style, but they mixed in every kind of style. Like a, you'd see like a, you know, a rock song and then you'd see a rap song and then you'd mm -hmm. see an R&B song and seeing all of them together as opposed to separate. It really kind of made culture very diverse for me at a young age. So I was able to grow up like 
loving Tribe Called Quest, but also loving Phil Collins, you know? And I guess kids in this day and age are kind of like, like one style. And I really wish to see the music industry kind of get back to that place where it is offering like inspiration of all kinds of styles in, in presented together, you know? Right, because all the styles just seem to be blurred into one big trap song, right? Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we can uh, play the same songs back to back and they'll all, all just roll together. Literally. Do you remember Ananda Lewis? Just thinking of MTV. Sorry. <laughs> oh, she's that beautiful Ananda. host with the long curly hair. Yeah, I just want to say I used to think about her the way you think about Corey Hames, though. So. <laughs> How about Idalis? Remember Idalis? <laughs> no, just, just Ananda. <laughs> Dude, Ananda was beautiful. How about Daisy but, Fuentes? You didn't like Daisy Fuentes? I do remember Daisy. Yes, Daisy was beautiful as well. But still. But, you know, I loved when they used to dance on the, the summer beach thing. Like, I forgot what it was called, but it was. Oh, uh, I forgot like what spring it was called. So, spring uh, I think it was spring was break. Was it spring break? I think it was. I think, yeah, when they had like the outside yeah. venue and they had the people at the beach at the pool. Yeah, yep. I think it was and spring break. MTV spring break. break. Yeah, yeah. MTV <laughs> spring be, break. Oh. I, I was out there. They don't even do that no yeah. more. <laughs> oh my gosh. The only thing they do on MTV <laughs> now is like ridiculousness. Sorry. MTV what you spring break was popping. Yeah. Yes. Now and it's then, just like Team Mama OG. Like you got to be an old <laughs> <laughs> baby mama to get on MTV now. Well, I know, you know, I'm like, I want MTV to go back to the old school days, but, mm-hmm. you know, we never know what's going to happen. We're in a digital world now. It's like, literally, times have changed. But, yeah, you um, got to click over to, like, MTV3 for all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> three or MTV, four. <laughs> how many MTVs are there? <laughs> it's a whole lot. Just, what, two or three, but then the rest of them are, like, they got the names of the channel, like, MTV Hip Hop or MTV Rock. See, or, they're all um, separate. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> just you know real quick i wanted to get into a couple other songs that you know that you've had out or that you haven't had out really uh you yeah. know like you got miss you better that a song that i heard while you was on live and i i think that's the song i actually i you know uh, messaged you directly after that and said yeah i like this song miss you better um when Amy's on live, she plays like a couple, she plays like two songs. She's like, oh, I wasn't supposed to play that. And then she plays it. And then it's just like one of the best songs that just gets the pop, the rock, all of it. Oh, dude. You know, and, and so, so, yeah. Well, your feedback but, means the world to me. And I, I listen to everybody's feedback, good or bad, because that's kind of how I base what songs I'm going to release next. Um, but Miss You Better is an unreleased track I was just testing out to see what everyone was feeling and I got some good feedback on that. So that's actually going to be a part of my next album, not my next EP, but my next album, because my next album is kind of going in the vein of more eighties and pop influence, a lot of electronic influence in there. So I think you personally are going to dig it. I like it. Also, yeah. other songs that I just want to talk about really quick is uh, you got Motion, of course, that came out of oh, you and Ricky. Uh, yeah. How how what what uh how's that coming along with the uh, so, video and stuff? Really, what honestly what happened is we shot an incredible video, um, and then something happened with our editor, 
and it was a long time getting back all of our files. But guess what? I'm actually linking with our director, Megan Good, on uh, my trip okay. in Mexico, and we are going to finish up motion video, and Ricky's going to release it on his um, platform, okay. on his YouTube channel, and we're going to just release it as a, you know, a bonus from the song Motion. Megan Good also directed Gold, right? Both both uh, versions yeah. of Gold, right? Yep. Yeah, she okay. did Gold, Gold Remix, my first okay. single, Disguise, a few years yep. ago, and then Motion. Yeah, Megan is uh, getting up there as a, you know, one of those. those oh, man, she's so talented. Yes. Um, I love when she yeah. directs my videos. She's just great to work with. I would assume so, especially her being one of your best friends. It's easier and it's more like, you know, more collaboration. While some directors just, just you can do this. This is my vision, you know. Yep, yep. Yeah. And she's definitely like a storyteller. And she always brings out the acting chops. Like, she'll create scenes and be like, I want you to, like, look a little confused. But then you're going to walk over here. And she gets very specific. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> And then also, you got Hire, which I don't think it's released yet, but I did hear a snippet of Hire. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so um, Ricky and I are going to be doing some songs, new songs together. Hire was a demo we tried out. And then, you know, we kind of leaked it on Ricky's YouTube Live, and people went crazy for it. So we've just been... Honestly, we probably would have released it by now, but then the lockdown happened and a lot of people, producers are unavailable to work right now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been just a little difficult getting everything done, but we are actually, we, we had someone reproduce it and we're going to be releasing that as well. So that's something coming from Ricky and I soon. We have a lot, Ricky and I still have a lot of new music to share and, new vibes to share with the world we just always want to leave time to focus on our marriage mm -hmm. and make sure that you know we're not putting like music ahead of you know our relationship so it's kind of like a fine balance because mm -hmm. um, we had kind of a long run with gold and gold remix and so then we we're like let's take a break and just be a couple and but now we're ready to get back into doing more music together because it, it's been really it's people really like it so we're like okay yes. <laughs> I think it's done. Just, just touching on that, yeah, I need to I need to get in right there, Prime, because I need some advice. Uh, <laughs> as Prime knows, I, I tried to start a podcast with my significant other, the, the Magical Life Merchandise Podcast. Do you give <laughs> any advice? Uh, because we're still trying to get back up and running, actually. <laughs> Can you give any advice to, like, couples out there trying to work each other, uh, work with each other, both, like, um, you know, professionally and creatively, because it is a delicate balance to to keep you know the relationship honest and and um, you know healthy. If, any advice other than other than just taking a break? Because you, you've already expressed that, and, and we understand that. But anything yeah. about actually getting in there and and doing the work? Well, I think it's it's always going to be challenging to do it, especially you know you're married number one and you have kids, so. You guys are seeing each other a whole lot, I, I'm, I'm sure. I would say that to kind of make days for work where you guys, you know, when, it's, when you're focusing on work, you kind of just focus on work. And then when you are finished with work, 
you don't keep talking about work when you're back into your personal mode. Kind of just say, okay, we're done with that. Like, don't even bring it up. Because when you start talking about the podcast or whatever you're working on with her, like during dinner with family or in the morning, it's kind of awkward and they may respond to you like not professionally, but she may respond to you more as your wife and as opposed to like your colleague. So, you know, sometimes what I do is like, if I'm going to work with Ricky on a song, like we'll take separate cars and I'll meet him at the studio and I'm very professional. Like I'm, I'm acting like I'm Amy Korea Bell and you're Ricky Bell and I still want to impress you and give my very best. And I don't want him to see me sweat, you know? <laughs> So okay. I, I should like that. Yeah, and then we'll leave separately, and then when I get home, I'm like, hey, what's up, babe? Don't even talk yeah, we, about it. <laughs> get home, I was like, how was your day? I ain't see you all day. Yeah. Okay. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you kind of know to turn it off when it's done and switch gears, because it's, it's hard to switch gears, and that's the whole thing. It's like switching your brain, you know? Okay, you got advice with Amy. I like it. I really like that <laughs> advice. I got one, I hope it works out. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope it works out. Two, two things I want to say real quick, and we're going to be at the end of the road. Uh, just okay. real quick, you made a trip to the White House. How was that? Wow. You so made a trip surreal. when President Obama and uh, First Lady Michelle Obama was in the White House. Just how was that experience? Oh, she made 44? My God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? It was oh, life-changing. It was life-changing for me. Um, it was probably one of the best experiences of my life because I got to meet so many, you know, actors I admire. And, mm -hmm. But then meeting President uh, Obama and Michelle Obama, just being in their presence, they were so majestic and so tall. Yeah, and I just felt Michelle, like yeah. so much peace when I met, met them. And, you know, they told me and Rick, Oh, well, they tell you. They said we need to get cracking on some babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, what's going on here? We're, we're, what's going on with you two? Are you guys going to have some babies? And I was like, oh, yeah. They're like, well, when are you starting on it? And we're like, she, Michelle's like, you need to start right now. I was like, okay. Okay, next time you see me, I'm going to have some babies. I promise. <laughs> I, 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 know when, uh, when, I know when around the time Ron was having his, everybody was like, all right, Ricky, it's your turn. And, uh, yeah. you know, so, yeah, I guess it, it was like, yeah. So it's understandable for why people was like, okay, y'all got to have these babies before, I guess, you get, I guess you get, I don't know, I guess people get to an age where they just want to focus on me yeah. or spouses. Well, we're but, just so busy all the time, but now that COVID is over and he's home, we've really, you know, we're starting to work on, um, you know, children. So hopefully that's in the near future. And we can add that into the mix because, you know, if we have some babies, a lot of new songs are going to be written. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I know that changes your life. It just brings out new music. Amy, um, let everybody know where they can find you. Well, I, they can find me on all social media platforms at Amy Correa Bell. A-M-Y-C-O-R-R-E-A-B-E-L-L. -L. And they can check out my latest single, The Let Go, on all digital mm -hmm. platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Geezer, Amazon Music, and YouTube. YouTube.com slash Amy Correa Bell. I'm always releasing um, new music and videos there. So um, I would love if everyone followed me on Spotify and subscribed to my YouTube channel because 
they will personally send you updates on anything new I have right away. Yep, yep. And uh, I think y'all should go check that out. Really, go check out the songs. Go check out the album. I'm sure if if not every song is for you, that's okay. But I'm sure she's going to have one or two bops that's like, all right, mm-hmm. this, is, this is my jam. Yep, and <laughs> I yeah. got another EP, a mixtape coming soon before the year is over. So um, I definitely am going to have a wide array of a palette of songs that I think everyone can find, like you said, something to connect to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is very good. Uh, Lee Boy, let everybody know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube at Lee Boy TV. Look out for the next season of Lee Boy and Fuzz coming soon, season two. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into some crazy things heading into the, uh, to the election season. So get ready for that. Put on your seatbelts and enjoy the ride. Lee <laughs> Boy. And, uh, yeah. Um, you, for one, I, I always got to shout out my people that support me. So I'm going to shout out Christina Kirkman. She uh got a got me this, you know. Y'all should go support her brand. Woman, child, uh, got a dope hoodies, dope sweats, dope everything. Um, yeah, I just want to give her a little shout out real quick. Anyways, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at KVNG Prime Time. Follow the podcast at Prime Nostalgia Pod, and uh, yeah, we got a lot of nostalgia things coming. Of course, October, we got a lot of good stuff a lot of guests so just be on the lookout and prime time is all the time we'll see you guys later